There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later. Hi, and welcome to a making-of special of the Magnus Archives. Obviously, uh, I'm Alex Newell, director, and I play Martin, and I have with me today... Uh, Anil Goody, community manager. Ben Meredith, I play Elias Bouchard, and I do a bit of admin on the feeds. Martin Pratt, I'm the CTO, and I do all of the tech stuff, not at Martin, the character. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Mike LeBeau, I play Tim, and I'm also the lead editor. So, what we thought we'd do is help describe for people what the making of consists of, because we talk a lot about the writing, and we sometimes talk about the recording and like the performance side a lot, but we don't tend to dive much into the actual nuts and bolts, the mechanics of what it takes to take what is effectively a script on a page and turn that into the, the show that you know and love, um, something that appears in your feed when you want it to and so on. So, with that in mind, we thought we'd go through sort of point by point and explain how it is that we make these shows. So starting at the thing that everyone does know, obviously, is the script. We're going to go ahead and assume that people know that scripts have to be written, that Johnny writes the scripts, and we are presented with a script. This is what will be recorded, and with that, we are able to start doing things like the logistics and planning the um, recording dates, casting, and so on. So I'm not going to dive into that. Similarly, we do casting next. I'm not going to dive too hard into that because we have answered that into the Q&A. Suffice it to say, we get the script. 
we cast the roles based on people who we think would fit the part. We get them to send in recordings, go, oh, yeah, that, that sounds about right. And then we, we cast the roles and then we get into the recordings. And it's from here that we're going to start digging a bit more into it. So with that in mind, uh, Mike and Ben, both of you have sort of taken part now in quite a few recordings, both as Tim and, and Elias. Would you be able to walk us through what, from your perspective, a sort of standard recording looks like well i mean what we've now got the studio so we're all sat around the table yes. which is great this um, is yeah it's much better than it was before yeah we did a recording today and we all got to sit down we weren't all huddled in martin's hallway uh surrounded by a duvet that keeps falling over yeah. um or underneath a yurt made of uh <laughs> made of blankets <laughs> <laughs> a lot of duvets uh, in pre-early days yeah <laughs> uh still very warm um yeah but effectively I, I guess we go through the script and we make any edits that need to be made because of how people speak and like ideas that I had during, um, which you know doesn't happen too much to be honest. And then we'll do a read through, right? So we'll we'll have a look through the script and then we'll read it to each other just in normal speaking voices and then in character to make sure that if there are any points of contention, we can iron those out. Or typos, that's a common one. Typos is another thing. Yeah, it's unbelievable just how much a typo can throw you off when you're reading through a script. Oh yeah, completely ruins. There's lots of. I mean, we did one today where we changed something and then changed it back and every single time I got to that line, I just went... (laughs) So once we've done the read-through, what we do is we get everyone allocated to each of their individual mics and we set all of the mics running simultaneously, as we are now, actually. So once we've done that and we start doing these takes, we'll do one take or two take. If it's a normal statement, I'd say normally what we do is we do it in a single take, but we stop and start. So we'll we'll record a paragraph, stop, maybe re-record that paragraph or carry on and then work our way through in a choppy way rather than doing one huge whole episode stop and then reset a whole episode again because we tried that and it didn't really work as a way of functioning really yeah i mean podcasting is not like radio no you have to operate in a completely different fashion yeah absolutely and to be fair i mean having gone through this process a few times i mean all the guys who are in the cast like now we know each other's styles a lot better so we can start doing fewer takes every time we come in and we know how we're going to react to things we know how we work with each other so that's it's sped up the process quite considerably yeah absolutely so the only time that that really changes is when we get a guest in so part of being a guest is that we have to sit them down and we brief them on um obviously who their character is and sometimes if they're going to be a recurring character we have to walk them through you know what kind of arc they're going to have give them all the spoilers give them all of the spoilers and then force them to uh, well, never as far ever... as johnny has written <laughs> <laughs> and then force them never ever to reveal what they've they've learned here until it's already common knowledge etc and yeah the, the recordings generally speaking we can record up to i'd say about four episodes in a day more than that is unusual, but it can happen. But we try to record about once every two weeks and we'll record about four episodes so that we can build up a backlog nice and quickly. Guest recordings can slow that down a little bit just because, you know, people need to get used to the setup and simultaneously we've not worked with them before, so we try and arrange things in a way that suits them. But skipping ahead, we'll say that we've got the recording. The recording is done. Yay. Woo. So everyone was really good. Everyone was brilliant. <laughs> we all done a really good job. Yes, <laughs> lots and lots of raw audio. <laughs> now, that's the thing is, whilst we have an audio recording, let's say a 20 minute episode can run at 40 minutes, 50 minutes of raw audio sometimes. And that's not actually a bad recording. That can be just a good recording with lots and lots of retakes because we want to get it perfect. 
And with that in mind, we then save that and make it available to our team of editors, of which Mike was lead editor for the entirety of season two of Magnus. So with that in mind, walk us through. You have received a large amount of raw audio in your lap. How do you then turn that into a fully-fledged episode that we can pass to Martin for release? Well, the first part of the process is to get a pan and put it onto a medium heat. Um, and then usually it cooks quite well on one side before you flip it over onto the other for about, you know, after about 30 seconds or so. That's if you want it pink on in the, the right side. Got to start with the right side right first, side. I find. So uh, no audio tartare then? No, not in this case. I mean, we haven't got the budget for that yet, but we're working towards that, Anil, as you know, in the Patreon uh, stretch goals. Uh, that's, that's kind of where we're at. What an excellent example of the kind of thing that can turn up in raw audio that you need to remove uh, in order to get a fully fledged episode out at the end of it so um so alex will usually uh, pass me the episodes in bulk and we yes. do this through online drives because that's just the easiest way uh, to for everyone to be able to access the audio as and when they need it before we were able to bring on other editors when i was back in the beginning of season two it was mostly alex and i who were doing all of the editing together and so i would do the first pass so i would look through the audio find the silence gap that we'd prepared at the uh, the beginning use that for background noise removal once we've done that we uh, we clean the audio a little bit using uh, a couple of tricks that we have up our sleeve uh, and make sure that each bit of the audio is sounding nice and leveled and we make sure we take out any uh, top end or bottom end noise and also we work on the uh, the actual waveform itself we normalize it to make sure that it's all kind of playing at a standard volume level and there's nothing there that will aggravate or annoy any of our listeners um and then once that's done we start cutting it together. Yes. So what's worth bearing in mind in this is that when you're editing an episode, we actually split it into sort of three parts, I'd say, really, which is vocal cut is you take your raw audio and you get the vocals. You get what you want there. You get it laid out correctly. You get the timings right and you get it sounding like someone speaking it, you know, without retakes, etc. Yeah. The second layer that, again, I'll pass to Mike when we go into a bit more detail is we, we put the music in. We put in ambiences and soundscaping and all of that. And then the last stage is the sort of mastering, which is realistically it's just going through and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and tweaking until it's just right but let's say that we've got our vocal cut together what's the next step well once everyone's uh, sounding as beautiful as they can possibly do alex or um, horribly but in a good way horribly but in a good way also uh, we have some uh, music tracks which are produced by our in-house music producer mm-hmm. sam sam the music man and he, official title. Official <laughs> title. Yeah, yeah. He um, he's developed some tracks uh, specifically for season two. So in season one, we had uh, some tracks that were developed for season one. But in season two, we wanted to kind of give it a little bit of a different feel. We wanted something that was a bit more dynamic, and so we worked on uh, producing a set of, a series of tracks that work together um, no matter what order you put them in, which is quite clever on his part. Yeah, so they're all, like, for anyone who knows their music, they're all in uh, compatible keys, they're all in compatible time signatures and that kind of thing. So you can layer them up as many times as you want and they will all still fit together like a jigsaw. So some are more bassy, some are more trebly, and there are some that are kind of middling, so you've got your upper, middle and bass. Um, and then you just sort of use your use your ear, really, at the, the key points to try and make sure that the... Uh, the music isn't overbearing, but is also trying to emphasise the specific parts of the story that it needs to. So if a monster's chasing you, chuck in a little bit of treble or dependent on the type of monster, maybe some bass. And then you work it through all the way through until the key crux of the episode. To quote Sam Sam, the music man, good music is invisible in that it's there. 
and if it was missing you'd notice but when it is there you're not really paying attention to it because if you're paying attention to it there's there's too much going on and that's the hardest part it's really yeah that's the hardest part about editing the music for magnus because getting that striking that balance between things being not quite visible in terms of you're not focusing on the music but being present that's the that's the trick and we only really know that we've done that once we go through the mastering stage Mm -hmm. um where that's sort of where i kind of pass it back to alex and say hey what do you think of this the thing to bear in mind as well is that at the start it was just myself and mike and now we have um we've had a dedicated team working on it we've had someone working on vocals we have someone working on music and it's all been a lot more complex but a lot more streamlined as well and it gets passed eventually to myself for mastering what mastering consists of is it's always easiest when the director is mastering because the director knows what it should sound like ideally before they've heard the episode you know you have a clear idea of what it should sound like what bits should be silent what bits should have a loud noise to them what should have soundscaping what shouldn't basically what we'll do is we'll go through and it'll tweak one little tweak here one little tweak there but through every single second and when i'm saying a tweak i'm talking sometimes we'll shift a, a vocal performance a tenth of a second I've I've spent 10, 20 minutes before getting that tenth of a second right because that edit's just not quite sitting right. And then one thing that I've been tending to do as well is I'll do the soundscaping, and that's one that can take a long time as well. So with that, the way that we've been functioning is we'll take either some Foley, rarely, but normally we'll make use of um, Creative Commons um, available Foley that other people have recorded. Uh, we tidy it up. We basically pass it in some ways through all of the stages that you would a normal edit. And then we layer them together until you've built your soundscape. So that sort of falls under mastering at the moment. But long story short, once all that's been assembled, we have a finished file, let's say, that we then export as an MP3. And that is our package product. That is our, we have an episode here. And at that point, gets handed to Martin and Ben between the two of them, really, because uh, Ben, you handled the uploading and so on. And Martin sort of set up all the infrastructure. So between the two of you, can you walk through what happens? We, we have just handed and put on the sort of servers and the drives ready a finished Magnus episode on time and, a, and, and, and wonderfully in time for release, etc. That's a lie and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens next? Well, I don't know, Martin, do you want to start off? with the sort of the, the foundation well yeah of first of all there's the, the initial setup of uh, our systems we've gone through different ways of hosting audio um we've moved around a lot yes and uh, there's the between stages where you have to take all the audio previously and move it to the new yes. system so we've done that now at so least what three times, are those but... systems doing so they're doing a number of things one of the things they're doing is hosting uh, an rss feed which is what everyone is subscribed to so that's just a big list of uh, a format called xml that uh, just has a big list of episodes and they're also hosting the audio files themselves. So that's just a, a file itself. So your on the RSS internet. feed is more like, for computers, it's a written set of directions yeah. leading you to the files. It yeah. is, in fact, a directory. Yeah. Yes. So both of those are actually hosted on ACAST. And it makes our website, it means that our website is a lot lighter and does very little, essentially, and just points and says, oh, yeah, the RSS feed. Go to, go to ACAST, they know all about that. So that's pretty much the heart of everything comes down to that RSS feed, which is, yeah, that set of directions. So from the website, if you play something from the website, actually what you're doing is you're clicking a tool that just goes to that directory, goes, oh, this is where the file is, and then plays it for you. So 
that's pretty much the the core of what everything holds around. Well, it's whatever, like regardless of what podcast player you're using, all the podcast player is doing is checking the RSS feed and yeah. downloading the episode when the RSS feed says, it's here. And that's the same for all podcasts. Like all podcasts that are, are running, as far as I'm aware, that's the only way that you can really yeah. do podcasts. iTunes is so tied to the format that yes. I think it's basically like if you, when you're hosting a podcast, it's an iTunes podcast and that's just the format that you use, even if you're not necessarily listening to it on iTunes. If there's one piece of advice for anyone who's wanting to do a podcast is it is so much easier to use one of the big like systems. So Libsyn's the most common one because it, it, it does it all for you and you can put it on there and it will handle a lot of the sort of admin of getting your feeds added to other places. Well, you could do it yourself like we did. We figure it all out. <laughs> ages, <laughs> but we know how it works now, which is good. Well, the other thing is also, if we are not on your podcast feed of preference or platform of preference, do let us know. We're New ones oh, yeah. pop yeah. up all the time yeah. and we don't necessarily know them all. And it also helps if if there is a particular platform you want. Just tell us and we'll add it. Yeah. But Anil, not... the, the audience are saying, but Anil, how do we get in touch with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get with, get in touch with us on Twitter at The Rusty Quill or email us, mail at rustyquill.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page uh, and we also do scour various other forms of social media. But it is probably easiest to find us on twitter or email genuinely speaking though um if you have a if you're having technical issues with a with a system let us know i mean don't get me wrong i'd say the majority of the time it is it's not an issue with the way that we're running things which is great but try turning it off (laughs) (laughs) but we do we do need to know so do let us know if you're running into problems tweet me and i will basically drop martin a line and basically bug him until he either gives me an answer or the problem is fixed there is one exception which i'm going to address now and we have addressed previously is google play google play is not currently available in the uk and for reasons that make no sense to anyone when you make your rss feed it has to be tied to a, a real world country basically we are tied to the uk because we make things in the uk and what that means is that google play is not available for us when it is available we will be available on there but who knows when that will happen so Similarly with Spotify, we are working on that one. Sure. That's sort of our infrastructure, so that's the sort of nitty-gritty nuts and bolts of how things go together. Ben, you're really, at the moment, the person that I'm handing these finished files to. What do you do with it when you've handed a finished file? Uh, yeah, so it usually turns up in Google Drive, and then I have to upload it to two places. Uh, one, that's the Patreon, um, which is patreon.com forward slash rustyquill. Um, and the other one is Acast. So Acast have their own back end. And basically what I've got to do is um, upload both those things, uh, make sure the adverts appear in the right place. So although if you want them without adverts, come to the Patreon because it has no adverts on it. So that's, that's good. That's the reason for it. That is in fact the reason for it. And basically just make sure I've got the title right, um, that I have credited. All, well, um, Alex keeps a big Google Doc with all of the credits and stuff. So, so who... because we're using Creative Commons effects, yeah, part of that is that almost always they ask for attribution, which is where you say, this person gave me this effect. This is where I can get it. And if you actually look in the show notes for any Magnus episode, any time we've used an SFX, there's always either a direct link to the thing or we'll mention that it's previously credited artists because, shocker, some people are good at it and we use them so much that we we just have a massive list that you can just go look at via the show notes. Yeah, and I just compile the show notes for that and uh, yeah, credit anyone that needs crediting. Uh, make sure that all the patrons for that week are in and then just basically scheduling it. What happens next? Anil. It's sat there. It is ready to go. Assuming you have subscribed, it should be waiting for you when you get up or when you get home, depending on if you're in the US. I will then do a shout out on social media and then I'll go on the forums and you will get a dedicated thread to the episode. After that, 
Uh, I'll then give it a couple of hours. And throughout the day, I will then do social media sweeps just to keep an eye on what people are saying, see if there are any problems with the episode. Then check the Reddit. We do have a dedicated subreddit for Magnus at r slash the Magnus Archives. And just follow the conversation, see if people like the episode, see what they are talking about it. Have they delved into the conspiracies and the red string behind it? Would definitely recommend listen to the episode first, then go on the forum about it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that is a Um, good idea. So yeah, see what the discussions on the forums and subreddit are going. And then I'll also do a sweep checking what the Tumblr community uh, are saying about it. Proper shout out to the Tumblr community and what they are doing with... Like uh, the amount... With fan art that we're doing. Yeah, the fan art, the stories. And I will say here, um, those of you who have listened to the Q&A will have heard Johnny say that he doesn't read any of the fanfic or anything like that. And myself, I don't either. And neither does Alex. No one who's generating story read the fanfics <laughs> we get to i Yay. will i will say that i will i'm really interested to see what you guys have come up with the fan art is amazing and the fan art, like we're I do watch. really we're really really interested to see how you guys have have interpreted the episode one thing that i'll mention at this point as well is we are always on the hunt for visual artists and we're always on the hunt for new people to get involved if you've done some fan art and you think it's great yeah like if you want to just release it like in tumblr and keep it out of our site that's absolutely fine but similarly if you want us to see it send it us and if you're sending us stuff that's great we will we will come and we will message you and be like that's really good we won't come to your house (laughs) (laughs) i think it is also important to say like yeah if you're doing fan art and you're not a professional uh, artist and you're not doing it like you're doing it because you want to do it and not as a job thing also send it to us because it's really cool like i saw some elias uh fan art i think the first time uh, with the brutal uh, sounds of extended yeah sounds Sounds of extended extended brutal brutal pipe pipe murder murder. (laughs) uh which comes from the transcript which and again transcripts you can find on our page transcripts as in very very quickly other things that we have to do regularly. So we have to generate transcripts and other Patreon bonus yeah. material. And Patreon stuff like content that. is something else that I also produce. So, um, again, those of you who listen to the Q&A will uh, also know that I am the writer for Martin's Poetry. Sure. And that gets released uh, every, every so often on the Patreon feed. I also do the transcripts and we release those for free on the Patreon feed both in a normal format and in an accessible format. I will say one thing uh, Alex did mention, talking about communities not wishing necessarily everything to to be shown. If you are on Tumblr or even on Twitter um, and you don't want us to look at or feedback on stuff that you have produced, we do have a tag for Do Not Archive. Uh, so you can use that and you can be sure that this is not getting back to the creators at all. Yeah. And I think that's basically it. I mean, we can't dive into every single little thing because that will take days of, like, so much time. But it's all content, Alex. Yeah. Delicious. Told you about my. The fans want to hear episodes yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we'll wrap up there. So that that was a very very quick walkthrough of how we go from script to what arrives in your uh, in your podcatcher of choice. As we've said this before, and we'll say it again, if you want to get these things automatically sent to your podcatcher of choice, if you want the episode waiting for you when you wake up in the morning remember to subscribe you can go get them manually and you can go fetch them but honestly there's so many easier ways of doing it if you just use one of the podcast services or again you can look at it on the website and stream it from there if you'd prefer www.rustyquill.com but 
subscribing is easier if you haven't already leaving a review on whatever service you use to access the episodes makes a massive difference for us a lot of people underestimate how much of a difference that makes it literally determines how visible we are on these services so that when new people are looking for a podcast we're there we're waiting for them the reason that we're so visible on itunes is because so many people have taken time to review on itunes but that's not the only service out there if you want to do us a favor and it doesn't cost you anything apart from a little bit of time leaving us a review will make a massive difference for us and then the last but not least thing is spreading the word we have no marketing budget. We we are not spending money on posters and on adverts and promos. The only reason that anyone has heard of us is because one person heard us, went, that's quite good, and then told other people. That's that's how we've been functioning. That's how we've got to where we are. So the biggest favour you can do is recommending us to people uh, until Martin finds a way to entirely automate the listening process so that now no listeners are needed. Um, yeah, that's going to be the best way that you can really help yeah. us Just out. make the podcast listen to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> And not just Alex, it really glands my heart when I see somebody say, oh, have you heard the Magnus archives? And also, I mean, from the editing team's perspective as well, whenever we look at reviews that are left about the podcast, we always feel a little bit better knowing that, you know, if people are enjoying it, then what they're enjoying or if they're not enjoying it, how we can make it better. Yeah. So, Tell us about the production value. Throw some love <laughs> to the editors. By far, it's the hardest, least rewarding job here. It's it's really difficult and but, takes ages and but, but really make, dedicated. But make sure you say Elias is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'll close up there. But uh, thank you all for coming and talking about sort of the making of. And we look forward for season three. And we hope you all enjoy the trailer, which should be incoming to you very soon. Ooh. Bye, guys. The Magnus Archives, Season 3, coming November 23rd, 2017. See you then. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today. I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts.
or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later.